BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy hump day. Oh my God, I didn't even realize I feel like a reinvigorated spirit. Happy hump day. Hump someone you love. I'm doing that today. Theo's here finally on a hump day. It's been a while. And we're just ready to get down to... Let's get down to business. I'm going to talk as long as I can until Jackie's. This might be a record for longish intro before I get to speak. Theo is here, but he's on the floor, like on my blanket, just having a bone of a time. So we're not going to disturb him, but mm-hmm. that's why this blanket is like messily next to me. It's just because like Theo's living his best life and who am I to disturb? I think that maybe today I set the record for talking so long because like you finally mentioned it I all yesterday. It I mentioned, I thought me mentioning it all would have the averse effect where you're like super aware of it. And it's like, good morning millennials it's Wednesday how are you no I'm just like now kind of like self-conscious and like I find myself babbling on I'm like is it too long is it too short should I say should I go like you kind of made me I don't know like hate myself oh I'm sorry that wasn't the <laughs> that's, that wasn't the intended effect it was just for you to be more mindful of mm-hmm. it you know I, yeah, and want, I am we all want to say hello to the audience no that's good I I needed more things to be mindful of as it comes as it refers to like myself so I'm really grateful to have another thing that I should be insecure about. I cannot thank you enough. You are the most dramatic person (laughs) alive. That is true. That is true. We have an amazing show, you guys, because actually not that much happened in the world yesterday, but, you know, we could talk about, (gasps) wait. What's going down? Theo's? Wait, Theo? Do daddy? Wait, Jackie, can you grab the bone? It's red. It looks like he's maybe, like, bleeding. You see? Mm, No, I think it's, like, bone stuff. You sure? I don't know. Get see. it away from me. Okay, wait, let me see. Ugh. No, it's not bone stuff. I feel like his gums are bleeding. Oh, my God. Do you have gingivitis, my boy? I'm sorry. I have to take this away from you. Oh, my God. And he's not going to be happy, right? It's blood. Yeah, and he has, like, red tint on his mouth. Oh. Okay, can you keep talking? I'm just going to toss this. Sure. I mean, I don't know how you segue from that. Theo's bleeding from his mouth. But we do have a great show for you today. I think Claudia was about to say that even though not much happened in the world yesterday, we can really talk about anything. And most importantly, I feel as though we need to talk about Roni and Love Island. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, we have a really good TV recap because even though I would say both of the shows we're watching are definitely at some sort of crossroads in their entertainment value, I thought both of last night's episodes um, of respective shows were very thought-provoking and I do have some thoughts finally I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts and with Love Island there's been a lot of off-island drama because a lot of like the really hot contestants aren't aren't even on the show right so they're doing all these Instagram lives dropping tea speaking on conspiracy theories and I can't wait to get into it honestly no me too and so before we get into everything so that we can get into all of that I just want to let everyone know that we are recording the redheads tonight (gasps) Clara and the Sun book review so if you have questions about the book please email us at the redheadsbookclub at gmail.com and I don't know if you know 
know this, but you can ask us anything about any book at the Redheads Book Club oh, at gmail.com. It doesn't I didn't be, know that. It doesn't have to be book of the month specific. It could be about like other books you saw us reading this month. So I'm really excited to get back together with the girls because this episode was one week delayed. And so it just feels like a super long time since I've seen all the gals. The that jazzy is exciting. Gals. The jazzy gals are getting back together. And I finished the book last night and it was it was a journey. Mm. It really was. And I think we're going to have some heated conversations because the Snatchler made it known this morning. She woke up and said and wrote in the chat. This book is terrible. She woke up and chose violence. She woke up and chose violence. I disagree with her personally. I know Dana does too. Um, Rebecca said, I'm saving my thoughts for the episode. So we don't even know what Rebecca thinks. You know, I have a question. Because like when you're normally reading a book and you don't like it, you don't finish it. As a redhead, can you not finish a book? Like it's part of your job. It's it's never been done. Right, okay. It's never been done. The job is to finish the book, you know? Always. And the, the, the thinking is that we're choosing books that are either have a good Goodreads rating, were New York Times bestsellers, were highly recommended. So it's like someone somewhere said this book was good. Just fucking finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I was just wondering about the logistics of what it entails to be a redhead. And Clara and the Sun was a New York Times bestseller and the author, Kazuo Ishiguro, is like, has Nobel Prize, laureate, all of the prizes. So like, finish his book. You know, and I feel like it's just really important that we respect New York Times bestselling authors around mm-hmm. here. I couldn't agree more, and that's what I do every day. It's true. You wake in- up and choose to respect New York Times bestselling authors. Every day, in every way. Um, I had something else to say before we dive in. Oh, yesterday was like the busiest day of my life. We were just like busy, busy, busy with work. And I spent every ounce of my free time looking for a new apartment. And I actually spoke to a broker, like a very, you know, well Knowledged? Was it Ramona Singer? Oh my God, we have to talk about that. <laughs> but basically, I was told like what I want doesn't exist, you know? Oh, really? Why? Which part of it? Just all of it. Like, <clears throat> like type of building in certain location doesn't really exist. And if it does, it's not going to have like the space that I want. Like, it's just, I was told very firmly, like what you want doesn't exist, especially in your budget. Okay, so you have to let one part of the dream go. I'm open. Which part is going? Okay, so like technically I live in a one bedroom right now. And like, it doesn't make sense to move on to another one bedroom. But like, I don't know, I could live without the second bedroom if I have like a little like office. Like, you know what I mean? A little alcove. Alcove. I don't know. I'm just, I said I'll look at anything and then everything I get sent, like I just hate. Right. Or can't afford, which is like... What's more upsetting than looking at houses you can't afford? Like, nothing. No, nothing. It's so sad. It's like, work harder. Do more. Go on tour. Okay. You're doing it. I know. I'm just, I'm feeling, like, I was so disheartened. It actually, like, after a long day of looking and searching and speaking, coming up with zero results, not that I'm going to find an apartment in a day, but just kind of being so disheartened, I felt, like, really sad. I'm sorry. It was emotional for me. And then I was just, like, looking around my stupid fucking apartment I'm like you fucking bitch I still think we should do apartment swap I think that would be hysterical obviously we'll patreon it and maybe we'll each get something out of it really you want me sleeping in your bed sure okay like sure I don't know I just like have a lot to do before you come over of you know of course I mean of course I have to hide everything <laughs> yeah like I just have things like I have to like, I need a safe <laughs> totally and it's nothing valuable in there no 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 just, no. Like, just like things I want you to see embarrassing personal items totally like Certain pairs of underwear. Like, just no. <laughs> um, okay, I'll think about it. Yeah, I think it could be oh, fun. But speaking of Patreon, we did post our first episode of the month yesterday to get ready with me. Um, I don't know, yesterday, I had a, I had a certain joie de vivre. And it, I think I, I can kind of trace its origins to the Patreon because I was just feeling myself all day. We took this picture for the toast. I looked so cute and, like, 
everything of the sort. And then like when I got home, I just like didn't take my makeup off. I was just like walking around the house, like doing chores, feeling like a goddess. And I think I should Patreon every morning because like I felt so good about myself. And then this morning I woke up with no, no Patreon. I was just like back to my, I felt like I feel pretty. Like I had that one day of like ultimate energy and confidence. And then like today I hit my head on the cycle bike and I'm back to being normal. Yeah, I feel that. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm glad you had that yesterday. And I did watch your Patreon video, and it was very fun to watch. So if you haven't checked it out yet, head over to patreon.com slash morningtoast. Thank you, and it's never too late to become a Patreon member. Patreon is our subscription service for this show is free. Always has been, always will be, until further notice. (laughs) And we have a subscription service for $7.99 per month. You get five extra episodes from us. Their podcasts, their vlogs, their interviews with friends and family. It's super fun and easy, and it's always just like a good time. And you get to join the Patreon community, access to our Facebook group. So so check it out. Great way to get more content and support your favorite podcast. Exactly. Okay, now I think without further ado. Yeah, like let's 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 do let's, the damn thing. Let's jump right in. Oh, just I'm sure it's not a story, but I did see Michelle's trailer for the upcoming season of her Bachelorette Journey. And I just have to say, like, boy, did they do Katie dirty? Like, there's just been like in from what I've seen, like very low budget, very, you know sponsored by Cole's energy in all of her assets that are coming out from her season, the premiere. And Michelle's was just like back to that glamorous. Like, I think one of the best ones was Hannah Brown. Like, you know, she was Cinderella in a forest, you know? Yeah. And Michelle oh, right. was giving that energy, like big <gasps> oh, ball but down. Oh, Katie, we had that skirt. Yeah, we had the skirt and like the swing. She and was the like, t-shirt. And she was Katie. Yeah. And over oh, her dress God. with purple sequins. Yeah. Ooh. And she was just in like some studio with like a white background in oh, Studio City. Oh, my God. Like, it was sad. Michelle, they brought back, the budget has been brought back. It was really glamorous. Okay, that's really nice to hear. And I really do think that those photos contributed greatly to us not watching Katie's season. Like, if that's the looks we're being served on day team one. Team Katie? Team Katie over a sparkly purple dress. I No, but let's dive into the narrative there. Who is she playing? Like, who was she up against? The world? Like, I don't know. Team Katie versus Team who? I think. I think it was like... A, Jasenia? An homage to, like, when Katie took on the girls. Okay, but the girls were right. Oh, actually, no, no Katie was, was right. right. Katie was right. Therefore... Team Katie. Mm. <laughs> I can't go back to Touché. this. I can't go back to this dark place. <laughs> no, no. Let's move on. Come on. Without further ado, do, 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 where are <clears> you? <throat> right here being perfect. It is time for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Public Goods, the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper, shampoo, and pet food, they have your new... They are your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Rather than buying a bunch of products from single product brands, Public Goods, you can buy all of your premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined aesthetic. They search the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. Um, My home is actually full of Public Goods products. The hand soap is in my guest room. The surface cleaner is in my kitchen, as is the olive oil. And obviously, all the products are fabulous and really, really good. But the best part is like the packaging they come in. It's very kind of influencer approved it's like stunning it doesn't really look like a surface cleaner (laughs) it looks like a perfume honestly right exactly so their whole brand is like keeping that in mind it's like fabulous products with sickening design aesthetically pleasing and knowing where your products come from is super important because small changes in the way we shop 
can make a big impact on personal health and the world at large. So they use a membership model so they can keep costs low and pass on even more savings to all of their customers. You can make your first purchase with no obligation. Plus, they plant a tree for every order placed and incorporate stability, sustainability into every part of the company. Um, we have a great deal for you guys. If you want to get $15 off your first order of public goods, has a no minimum purchase. They are so confident that you will love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. Plus, right now, receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or the reusable food storage wraps with your order. Have the bamboo straws. They're very good. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash toast and use the code toast at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash toast to receive $15 off your first order. Publicgoods.com slash toast or use the code toast. Thank you, Claudia. First story. David Schwimmer is not dating Jennifer Aniston, despite online rumors, Rep says. So I'm sure you guys all saw the rumors yesterday that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston were canoodling. But they are not currently dating, despite the rumors. After the tabloid Closer published a report earlier this week claiming that the two stars were romantically involved, a rep for David Schwimmer told the UK outlet The Sun that there is, quote, no truth to the rumors. So I saw the rumors, but I also followed Dumois, and Dumois said, like, hard no. So I never really believed them, because for the most part, on stuff like that, Dumas isn't always right. But for the most part, they get it right. Um, But... I would be remiss, devastated, and heartbroken if I didn't at least fantasize about what a world would look like with the two of them together. Right. And I guess at the special, um, they talked about how they had a crush on each other like throughout the years, but they it was never at the right time. One of them was always in a relationship. Yes. They were kind of like passing ships. So it kind of is like a nice... You know, maybe them both finding out that they were into each other at the reunion sparked, and they're both single, sparked them going out now. Yeah. But that didn't happen. I think they always knew, like, back when the show was on, they knew that the other had feelings for them, but, like, life just got in the way. Right. And I do agree. It would have put, like, a beautiful bow on this whole story if this is how it ended. But we live in a sad world, and we don't get happy endings like this. So I didn't believe it, but I did kind of fantasize about what that would look like and how wonderful it would be. One, because... Obviously, just like if you're a Friends fan, it's just like life imitating art and it's stunning. But then also it just made me like kind of happy for Jen. Like I do think that could be the one relationship that would get her out of this Brangelina endless tabloid cycle. Like I think that could be it. Yeah, like the one that would one up because it's very, very difficult for her to find someone who like the public will ever care more about. And to get out of the shadow. Like even when she was in that really long term relationship with Justin Thoreau, all of the tabloids was like, well, what does Brad think? Like it was just so toxic because he, no offense, is a nobody. Like nobody cares. But if she had this, you know, David Schwimmer thing, there's so much history there. He's so famous. Like the people would ship so hard, potentially more than her and Brad. And I think we would actually, 20 years later, finally move on from that narrative yeah. so honestly she should just date him for that reason alone she should think about it you know why not why not I don't know I'm sure at this point they know each other a little too well and it's like you could never when you can never look at someone like that in a romantic way when you've like seen them inside and out well I do want to say that one thing I thought the friends reunion was kind of missing or just like didn't really give me any insight on is it had taken them so long to all get in the same room together and the girls were really friendly but there was a lot of moments where the cast had like alluded to someone not being down for a reunion someone being difficult and I assumed it was always like David Trimmer who was like toxic in the group and after the show like kind of did his own thing um and they never really like they said we haven't all been together in you know why not and I do think like David Schwimmer and I don't know this for a fact like is like a dick you think he's the one who wouldn't get together I do 
It's not any of the girls. The three of them are best friends. They hang out all the time. Um, so it's definitely one of the guys. And I remember just like seeing interviews where like everyone was alluding to the fact that it was David Schwimmer. Okay. But then also like I want to think David Schwimmer is a dick. But then do you remember um, when he trolled on the internet? Basically this guy, I want to say in London, was caught on security footage stealing from a grocery store. And they like sent the picture out um, to the news outlets. <laughs> Sorry. To news outlets being like, if you know this guy, and the guy was literally like David Schwimmer. Like yeah. the guy looked so, and so David Schwimmer like set up a photo shoot where he like was stealing from a grocery store and was looking at the security camera. So then I'm like, well, if you do that, you have to be funny and like nice. No, you might just have like good PR and a decent that's sense true. of humor, but it still doesn't make you <coughs> funny or uh, nice. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like torn. Like, who is the real David Schwimmer? If anyone is related to him, like as your uncle, like is he nice? Does he come to family barbecues? Let I feel like know. he definitely doesn't. He definitely doesn't. He definitely doesn't host them, but he might not even attend. Are you ready for our next story? Which it was just like some exciting news and something that I've been wanting to talk about. Sure. Addison Ray talks Kourtney Kardashian's cameo in He's All That. She says, we got very fortunate. So I don't know if you have seen the He's All That trailer. I have, of course. You have. And I don't know if you at home have seen it. It's on Addison Ray's Instagram. It looks so fucking good. Do you agree? Yes, it looks very cute. I mean, I'm always skeptical of trailers, obviously, uh-huh. but she looks great. The premise, it really looks like they remained, they didn't touch the premise. They like, just flipped it. Flipped it, just gender swap, which is so 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very hopeful for sure. Yeah. And, and she looked like she was a decent actress. I totally agree. And fans were definitely shocked to see that Kourtney Kardashian makes a cameo. It was shocking. In the movie. So she opened up, uh, Addison spoke to Access on Tuesday about Courtney's cameo in the project when asked how Courtney landed the small role in the movie Addison said I thought it'd be so incredible she's an amazing friend of mine amazing mentor and person we got very fortunate that it ended up working out and I'm very thankful for her when asked how the two get along Addison said she and Courtney quote are really similar in temperament and interests I think both of us are very honest people and we like a lot of the same things it started off with both of us just loving to work out we were doing that together a lot she's just a very real person and honest she's been so helpful to me in every way she's such a good person to lean on well honestly now that i know that working out is the way to Kourtney kardashian's heart i can safely say we'll never be friends right um which is upsetting because i just wasn't like i shouldn't see that for myself learning today that i would never be friends with Kourtney kardashian but i do have to say that's a, first of all that whole like speech about Kourtney kardashian is so lovely it's like a glowing review i feel like it kind of really just speaks to the person addison ray is like she's really like a nice girl yeah i hope like again i don't know her but no I'm just i know in my soul yeah and honestly so nice of Kourtney to do this like Kourtney's obviously too famous to, like being a teen drama but the synergy is so fabulous i'm sure it was like really fun Kourtney acted in the first season of dave she was pretty good like i actually think this will be great i think it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be so fun to see her the movie comes out pretty soon I'm really just excited for it like it's a reboot that looks like it's gonna hold its own and the original what's her name Rachel Rachel Lee Cook is is in it as Addison's mom oh my god (laughs) as Addison's mom right yes that's like a great way to kind of come full circle. I love that. And it, but it also looks like they use social media, but like I think in a way that's not cringy. Yeah. It Netflix just, is very touch and go with how they refer to social media. Like what they did to social media in Emily in Paris, disgraceful. But how they use like phones in like 
to all the boys I love before and even the kissing booth like really cute it's like actually how teens communicate right so I think that this movie is going to be really good stuff and I think it's just going to be the beginning of a a long beautiful career for Addison me too I'm very excited and also it's worth mentioning speaking of Netflix you know the kissing booth three dropped today I heard you complaining about it this morning yeah for those who have been on the journey with me I was so in love with kissing booth one I couldn't talk to Ben for like two days I was like you're not Jacob Elordi, like, leave me alone. Like, I, I'm 17 and I live in L.A. Like, don't talk to me. And then I watched All the Boys I Loved Before and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't think The Kissing Booth could get any better. This is the best movie I've ever seen to All the Boys I Loved Before. Then I went back to watching The Kissing Booth after kind of having my tastes elevated. And I was like, I cannot believe I ever even finished this movie. It's so atrocious. Like, it's horrible. It's offensive, actually. And then The Kissing Booth 2 came out and I didn't even finish it. So... I'm not going to be watching The Kissing Booth 3. I, I I believe they left The Kissing Booth 2 on a cliffhanger. Like, she got into two schools. East Coast, West Coast. East Coast, West Coast. Where will she go? Noah's on the East Coast. L- Lee? The brother? Are those their names? Noah? And Lee does sound familiar. And, yeah, and Lee and Noah, for sure. Lee's on the West Coast. Like, whatever. So dumb. Um, and also, like, just... The sheer fact that Jacob Elordi and Joey King broke up after the first movie and then had to film two other movies together when they clearly despised each other. it's no Twilight. No, no, no. And even sometimes I think that people can work together after breaking up. It's very hard, but I think they might be... Jacob Elordi and Joey King might be the two worst people to ever do it. Like, they had the the most tension. They didn't even film half of their scenes together, you could tell, because they couldn't be in the same room. That's really so crazy. They're on par with filming High School Musical, the musical, the series, like season two. Yeah. I actually think probably Olivia Rodrigo had it worse just because, like, she's super young and, like, it was probably really tough. Yeah. But that's, like, an interesting thing to go down. That's why it's, like, great when castmates date, but it's also potentially... No, but it's great because it's what sets... The chemistry. It sets the great movies from the good ones. Have you seen any episodes of Riverdale ever since um, Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt broke up? I think I have. I watched I watch last season. I watch the seasons when they're done. Mm-hmm. So I think I have one season to watch. But Are they still together in the show? Spoiler alert. When I was last watching, yeah. I think they'll always be together. They really are endgame. But then it fast forwarded like five years or something. Are they endgame? Because like, I always thought that like Archie and... Betty were endgame. In like, the comic books, I think Archie <laughs> and Betty are endgame. In the show... Yeah, of course, in the comic books, for sure. But in the show, they really, like, made it clear that, like, Betty and Jughead are endgame. And also, like, Varchie is endgame. I love Varchie so much. I did, too, but, like, I don't know. There's something about Varchie that's just... No, Varchie... Worth exploring. Varchie is... You're, there's something about... Varchie. No, ugh, no, no, no. He needs the edge of Veronica to make him interesting. Well, also, can we talk about for a minute those comic books? Yeah. I, like, literally used to live, and I used to read them over and over again. Like, those, they were, like, short little magazines. Yeah. And we used to read them at camp, right? Mm -hmm. So good. So good. I wonder if I picked one up now, like, would I even be moderately interested in it? Because it's, like, dumb. I don't know. But it's not dumb because it's, like... So much goes into it, you know? No, totally. So much character development. So much character development, like, so much artwork. Like, it's not, Starting. it's actually not dumb. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to be Veronica. But, like, I knew I was about a... Eh, no, I'm not. No, I think you're actually probably closer to Veronica. I really wanted to be Veronica. And I think, actually, as this... I stopped reading them, like, years ago. But I think as the storyline developed, Jughead came out as queer, right? Yes. Bi? Yes. That was a nice development that they did. I think... Do they spoiler still make alert... Um, yeah, I, t- I took a class in college that was all about, um, I forgot what the name of the class was, but at one point we studied comics. 
And I'm pretty sure that Archie, spoiler alert, in the comics, dies. dies. Yeah. Very sad. Dramatic. Yeah. Anyways. I just, like, I, that is, like, a moment of, like, a time capsule of my life that like, I look back on so fondly. Like, remember those, um, what were those circle stationaries that you would, like, collect? Oh. What were they called? Those circle postcards. And they had, like, um, like cartoons yes, on them? Yes, and they were, like, valuable. Were they, the like, David and Goliath or something? Or were those no, the David pajamas? David and Goliath was a, bra- a camp brand, but not the postcards. Hold on. Circle camp postcards. This is going to be They were collectibles. So like, you wouldn't actually send the postcards. Margot Lewin will know. Yeah, for sure. We'll you want me to text her? To her? Yeah. She'll, she'll know in two seconds. Hold on. There was so much fun stuff like that. I know. That was, like, my favorite part of going to camp. What were those postcards that we used to collect at camp, question mark? They were circle postcards, and they were, like, collectible? I think they were circle something. They, like, if I, like, if I ever... Oh, no, I just got a text from Conad, heat wave in your area. Oh, if, God. If there's a blackout with the heat, like, seriously, I'm moving to Alaska. I'm going to make a gazpacho. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say. Because when it's, a, <laughs> when it's a snow day, we make a chili. chili. When there's a heat wave, we make a gazpacho. No, that's fair. I mean, I would rather die than eat gazpacho. Like, I hate soup and cold soup. It can be quite refreshing. Uh, maybe I'll make, like, an ice cream-based gazpacho. <laughs> Nice. With a little chocolate syrup ganache. Anyways, Addison's movie comes out August 27th. I I really am so excited. And I also wanted to say, because on the same day, I did see the trailer for Cinderella. Oh. And I am, this is me walking back what I said, because it looks really good. Really? Mm -hmm. And I think the article made it seem more annoying than it is. Okay. Okay. Um, also, really quickly, just because you brought up Camila Cabello, I saw the most interesting TikTok today. <gasps> oh, my, my oh my God. Fell. The disrespect. Oh, you, my God. You're not disrespecting New York Times with selling authors. Shit. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You're not respecting. <clears throat> um, I saw this TikTok today that I thought was really interesting, and I had known some of the facts, but, like, a bunch of songs that Camila Cabello has turned down or either backed out of. Like, I think everyone knows that she got... Um, the Middle. The middle, and like two weeks before it was supposed to come out, her team advised her not to because Havana was climbing the charts. So that one, I actually understood the reasoning behind it because Havana did end up going number one. She also um, pulled out of Closer, Halsey. So baby, pull me closer. It was about to come out. Okay. And she also recorded a demo of God is a Woman and actually wrote a couple of the verses and then was like, it's not my vibe and gave it to Ariana Grande. So like, that's like, she's 0 for 3. No, she's not. I mean, Closer, I don't understand, but the song wound up being so good, and I actually can't imagine Camilla on it. And I hear what she's like, God is a Woman, like, isn't my favorite song. I have to say, when I heard the demo, do not comfort me. I just thought the style fit Camila Cabello so much better. It's actually, all the demos are online. Like, you can go Googling. BB Rexa actually has a demo of the middle. 14 girls tried out for the middle. Um, and it's really interesting to hear their takes. And I thought the God is a Woman Camila Cabello version was actually really good. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I'll check it out. Are you ready for our next story? Hold on. I got a text from Margot Lewin about this. I got a text. They're they're called circle cards. (laughs) That's what I said. Circle something. Are you sure? They're called circle cards. Okay. Maybe that's just what we called them. Circle cards. That just like doesn't, you know when you're really wondering something and then you find out and it like feels so good? Hold on. That didn't do it. But like when I'm going to Google circle cards, that's not what I'm going to get. You know, I think that was just what we called them. Yeah, like, what's the brand? There's a brand. And what was the David and Goliath brand? Was that clothing? That was, like, boys, boys are think, think, throw, throw rocks, rocks at them. them. Violent. <laughs> <laughs> Were they on pajamas? 
Yes, they were on pajamas. They probably did some other stuff too, but like it was those little cartoons that was like yeah, throw rocks like, at boys. Oh, and floaties. Remember those um, of the shoes. Yeah, you know, actually, like, I didn't have a pair of floaties, and that was kind of, like, my personal cross to bear. Yeah. Because they were, like, expensive, and I remember our parents being like, you want rubber flip-flops? Like, it was, but everyone had them at camp. And there was a girl in my bunk. Oh, actually, they were twins. And their dad owned a store in the city that sold the floaties, so he sent up, like, a whole box of floaties for the bank, for the bunk. And Jackie, I was, like, literally walking on cloud nine, literally (laughs) Literally. and figuratively. I'm like, I got fucking floaties. Gotta get me a pair of floaties. They're kind of like styling now. Yeah, it's, they're, they were cool. They were yeah. always cool. Except they would like tear after wearing them one time. Right. But that's also because we wore them in the shower. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and also like we would wear them to the shower like and to the camp social. Like they were just kind of like casual attire, business attire. Get you a shoe that can do both. Black tie. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? I don't know. Walking down memory lane kind of has me feeling all nostalgic. Like I want to digitize some of my old photos and videos. A hundred percent. That was a really good segue. A hundred percent. Legacy is an affordable... No, not... Sorry, start over. Legacy Box is an affordable way to have the priceless moments from your aging home movies and photos safely stored in a format that you can access and share wherever you want. Imagine a lifetime of memories right in your pocket. Even better, Legacy Box is offering 50% off this week. What... um, What memories, Jackie, this is a question for you, do you kind of envisioned in your head you know we have stored somewhere and like you're just dying to kind of like some definitely like um albert and roper two thumbs up performances that we've done as children albert like, and roper you know at, like the, the critics what the critics ebert. ebert and roper who's that two thumbs up ebert and <laughs> okay what? ebert and roper are critics but like theater critics okay it's just like but it's also from the Kanye song, like, okay. two thumbs up. Okay, so Ebert and Roper. So what memories? So, <laughs> some really award-winning performances of ours. Because Spice we Girls. used to give, we used to perform in our living room, mm. like, every single night. In is- full, like, drag. <laughs> we had this, we had this chest full of, like, tr- like, like, gowns. Boas, gowns, crowns, That were jewelry. all from, like, you know, costume stores. But, like, we thought they were literally, like, Chanel. They and we were would fight us. over dresses. No, every night, like after dinner, it was dinner and a show in the house. And we would and, put like, on like red lipstick. <laughs> and we would just, we would work. No, we would work. Yeah. So that's what I want to see. So with Legacy Box, you can reclaim all the priceless footage you haven't been able to see in years. And the service couldn't be simpler. You use their kit to safely send the moments you want preserved. Their team will create a digital archive by hand. And then you'll receive your new copies either stored on a cloud, the thumb drive, DVD along with the original media that you send them. And with their tracking system, you can monitor every step of the process so you always know the originals are being taken care of. Legacy Box has helped over 1 million families, including ours, restore and protect their most cherished moments. It's really such a nice gift to get for someone in your life because like, we grew up in the age of VHS and try watching a VHS now. We have like a whole storage unit full of them and we sent a lot of it to Legacy Box. First of all, it was so efficient, streamlined. They kept you, you know in communication with you along the way and it was fabulous. So visit LegacyBox.com slash toast to take advantage of this limited time offer for 50% off and discover the magic of bringing your past back into view. And if you want to take advantage of this exclusive offer and use their kit whenever you're ready. So if you're not ready to do it yet, just get the discount and then do it. That's legacybox.com slash toast to save 50% off legacybox.com slash toast. Thank you for that. A pleasure. 
Next up, I usually don't like talking about hair style changes news, but Machine Gun Kelly revealed a dramatic head tattoo as he shaved his hair off. The 31-year-old rapper posted a photo to social media on Tuesday revealing he had recently shaved off all his signature blonde locks. This is quite the identity shift given that his Instagram bio simply reads the blonde Don. The pic showed off a prominent the tattoo. The blonde Tom or the grand Dom? <laughs> Both. The pic showed off a prominent tattoo on the top of his head, which can be seen in the screenshot below. Have you seen it? Yeah, the arrow, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it's not an arrow. It's like a symbol. It's like a triangle with a cross in the middle. Or no, maybe like a dime. It's like a rhombus. I'm not going to pretend that I understand. <laughs> um, and I'm just really shocked by it. I know, because I feel like I've, I've said this many times. Like, I'm very into Machine Gun Kelly, you know, um... Physically and emotionally, of course, and of course, musically, mm -hmm. but artistically, creatively, yeah, metaphysically, mm -hmm. but um, it's going to be a no for me. Dog. Maybe it's just it's first of all, it's the worst photo. Like it's so blurry. He's like sitting in his car. It's a selfie. Maybe if I see it stylized with a look, but I know it's giving me very. Um, I don't want to say don't say. Yeah, but I think we all know what it's giving. <laughs> I think we all know what's good. We all know what it's giving. There's um, a lot of people who look like that in prison. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. But what were you thinking? Like he, yeah, I, he, he looks fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, hair grows back, so that's fine. And I guess even if he gets back to those like blonde locks, he'll always have like the widow's peak now part of his tattoo showing. Oh, you're right. You know, because it well, goes down the forehead. Do you think that the the tattoo was always under the hair? Do you think that no? Okay, or he yeah, shaved, I was, then got the I was wondering that, but then no, because like look at this picture; he doesn't have it that far down. But now zooming in, it could be a wig. It could be a a, a just a um. Oh, I would love that. It could be makeup and prosthetics for a music video or something because I don't think he would do this. I don't. But also, if it is a real tattoo and he had it before, his hair was super long and he's been wearing it like in front of his, like hanging in front of his forehead. So like. But I'm like self-conscious about the way we say forehead now. People are like, I know. forehead? Is that how you're supposed to say it? I, that sounds so wrong. Forehead. But look at this picture. His hair is up. It's with Megan Kelly. So. Yeah. So either he shaved his head and got the tattoo, or this is kind of like a, a look for a, a video. A stunt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope and pray on stunt. Me too. And I hope if it's not a stunt, he got Megan's kind of input. Approval. Not approval, but input. No, I think when you're going to make a dramatic change to your appearance you don't need your partner's approval necessarily because it's your body do whatever you want but like they have to look at you every day so it, it should be a little a bit conversation more of a collaborative decision I think for a man yeah <laughs> but, like, but like for a woman like I'm gonna do what I want like so like the first time I got Botox or, or lip filler like me and Ben had like a full conversation about it uh -huh. and now if like we go to the plastic surgeon and she has like a new technique like I'm I'm not talking to Ben about it. Right, but because at the end of the day, it doesn't really change your appearance. And if you didn't tell Ben that you got Botox, he would never know. Okay, lip you filler. you came home with your head shaved and lip a tattoo filler. on your scalp. Lip filler. It doesn't change your appearance, like, that much. Well, it depends how much but, you get. But um, say you were going to get a pixie cut. Would you run it by Ben? No, I would just run off a cliff. Because <laughs> I'm, like, not doing that. No, but, like, say you were going to get a face tattoo. Okay. Would you run it by Ben? Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. That's Unless what. it's like a surprise that it's like I heart Ben on my face. <laughs> Unless you know? it's for him. Yeah, right. I and mean, that's the only way he wouldn't be mad. Yeah.
Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. It's a little TV news that I think is going to shock you because it shocked me a little bit. The White Lotus has been renewed Ugh. by HBO for a second season with a new cast of characters at a new resort, you right. know, a new premise. It's giving me very much why women kill. Like, season you fall in love with the characters, there's a whole Mini story. Series. And then the next season, I'm sure there are other shows like this, but this is the one that comes to mind. And then the next season, it's like, we don't know anyone. It's a totally new show, new cast, new location, new house, new everything. Yes. So apparently, White Lotus is, you know, super buzzy and people are really liking it. I don't know them, but some people are. Actually, I saw oh, it's like True Detective. Okay, I saw in Toast After Dark that some people were really liking it. Um, no, a lot of people are really liking it. I'm I, not disliking it. I just like, I just, it's so stupid. No, I'm not disliking it either. I just feel like I watch it all weekend and I only watch two episodes. Like, that's the sign of a not good show. Yeah, I started, like, catching up two days ago and I don't even think I finished the episode I was watching. I heard that episode five is, like, where shit starts, but, like, really I have to watch five hours just to get some, like, action. And it's just, like, the whole show is so frustrating. Like, I just want to shake some of these people. Oh, my God. Totally. You know? Totally. Especially Connie Britton's son. Oh, I know. But I feel like he's so far the only one. Well, I guess you're a little bit behind me, but so far he's the only one who's, like, having, like, allowing... Maybe because his phone got washed away. But it like, did? Like, he sleeps on the beach and the tide takes his phone. And so, like, he doesn't have one. So, he has to, like, snorkel with his dad. And he's, like, starting to get, like, into, like, just, like, the beautiful scenery around him. So, I feel like so far he's the only one who's, like, developing a little growing. bit. Growing. Growing. The daughter, uh, Connie Britton's daughter, I think, is my least favorite yeah. character. I she's, think. like, a really annoying. Yeah, she's really annoying. I don't know where it's going with her, but I just can tell she's, like, a toxic friend. Totally. You know? Yeah, no, I'm just, like, I probably will finish it, but I've had so much on my contemplate between the Olympics and Love Island and just, like, all the housewives. Like, I just, OBX, Love is Blind after the altar. Like, there's just so much. Like, I'm choking. And White Lotus is having to take a back seat. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it is nice watching a show. Maybe after watching all this reality TV, it's nice to watch a show that's so stunningly done you know it's gotta gotta visit the white lotus right and apparently they filmed it during lockdown they took over this whole hotel oh. and while so many other productions and crews had to stop working they were actually able to film because the they created their own bubble right that's cool that is cool but then like the next time they want to take over the hotel it's probably going to cost more yeah no probably no one was at the hotel yeah yeah Okay, so that's exciting content news. Oh and this, the finale of White Lotus is on Sunday. So I think we should, if there's going to be a big drop, like The Undoing, we should be caught up. Okay, I'll do my best. But like, honestly, no promises. I'm so overwhelmed with yeah. content. Yeah, and I personally, and so maybe if you don't want to watch, normalize not watching, because I'm over watching things that don't bring me joy, inner peace, and some sort of like, Result. betterment yeah but I also think that you have a very high bar for that whereas like I I do the same but my bar is pretty low yeah but then it's like funny like I still have the tolerance for white lotus and you don't it's so bad <laughs> it's like and I honestly I'm just shocked that people are loving it I'm like what am I not seeing I'm like it's perfect I love Connie Britton I love Jennifer Coolidge like it should be like my show yeah but like Jennifer Coolidge with her massage like I'm just not understanding the whole thing yeah I agree but maybe we'll, but maybe we'll see. it's a slow burn with a big payoff. Uh, we'll see. Are you ready for our fifth and final story that's going to lead into our TV recap? What is it? It's the final story. Do 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 do
it out start. too high on that one. Yeah, and you were like a little off tempo, but I'm not judging. Sounds like you are. Anyways, fifth and final story that has to do with Real Housewives of New York will lead into our TV recap. Dorinda Medley lists her Berkshire's estate, Bluestone Manor, on Airbnb. She was also on Watch Trappin's Live last night. Which I found to be appalling. I didn't watch. Me neither. And I'm just like, there must be really struggling to get New York-based guests, and so I'm just going to chalk it up to that. No, I'm not going to chalk it up to that. I'm going to chalk it up to, like, she will be back on the show at some point. But, and, and given this news, I think that's for the best. Right. I think she's... <laughs> struggling financially. The former Real Housewives of New York City star listed her Berkshire's home on Airbnb with the proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald oh, House. Oh, I'm sorry. I take back everything I said. I'm a yeah. bitch. I'm a disgusting I didn't whore. know that either. I'm I didn't sorry. know that either. I'm sorry. She said, let me tell you when they first approached me, of course I was like, well, first of all, there's something magical about Bluestone Manor. It's almost like an urban legend. People think I'm like Cinderella in that castle you see at Disneyland. Like, I don't think people really get it's real. In their minds, it's a sort of stage set that was made for Bravo. Right. Um, but obviously the house is super iconic now. And it's actually a pretty good business idea. I mean, knowing that the proceeds are going to charity is really, uh, like, nice. And now it's like, of course, you know, the more the merrier. But mm-hmm. I, when I first saw the story, I thought this was just, like, a new business project for her. But, like, Bluestone Manor could be, you know, the Gracie Mansion of Housewives fans yeah. touring. No, for sure. It's definitely, like, a good business Not idea. Gracie Mansion. Graceland. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, Gracie Mansion. <laughs> no. Um, yes, I agree, but I just don't think it's realistic seeing as how it's her primary residence. And it's like so emotional. It's such like an emotional place for her. I don't think she wants like a million strangers. And I'm sure for the charity one, it's going to be expensive. Like not a million people. It'll probably be like a couple of people who book it. And I'm pretty sure I saw there's only like two dates that it's available. It's like right. one night only. This is like a special thing that she's doing. But I think like just um, thinking about this holistically, maybe there are some other iconic homes in the housewives community where other women could do this too it's like you know going on a real housewives tour when you go to new york city like it could be like a little a museum of sorts yeah no sonia no. could do it with her townhouse a hundred percent what else let me think other like i mean heather's home in the berkshires that has no air conditioning no but like they went to the Ber- to Dorinda's house every season for like five yeah. years they went there once i don't know if there's anything else like that in the Housewives franchise that they go to every year. Yeah. Ramona's house in the Hamptons. Kind of stunning. Yeah. Not my aesthetic on the outside, but I that piece like of property. If she put it up for rent on Airbnb, she would get people who just like want to go to the Hamptons. It wouldn't be like this iconic No, I have seen Ramona's house on Out East. It like, she does rent it out the winter months and like she probably makes a ton of money from it because it's like a, it's a mansion. Yeah. She probably makes like 30 grand a month, maybe more. So I feel like maybe if this charity endeavor goes well, I could see Dorinda making this a business yeah even though i actually can't see it just because it's a place that like is so near and dear to her heart mm-hmm. like richard bought it for her it's like her place with richard richard i don't know if she wants people like roaming the halls yeah but brian has been he said it's amazing for the right price though yeah let him roam let him roam well that's a great segue into the real housewives of new york recap and the love island recap which i can't wait to get into so our tv recap is brought to you by liquid iv the hot summer months are here and we need to be proactive about keeping our bodies fueled and hydrated. Making hydration a priority helps us feel healthier on a day-to-day basis and it fuels us to be our highest potential. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. So if you're like, you know, tight on time, check out liquid IV. 
Um, it contains five essential vitamins. It has more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. It's super effective. They have an optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium, so it delivers water and nutrients directly into your bloodstream. It's a perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and effectively than water alone. It'll hydrate you faster. All you do is pour one of their packets. It's 16 ounces. It's powder. You pour it into water, and that water just starts to hydrate you, give you nutrients, go directly into your bloodstream. It's everything of the sort. And they're on a mission to change the world. They're donating 4 million servings in response to COVID-19. Um, they've donated over 11 million servings globally. They have a ton of different flavors, so you can find one you like. And it's fun to try the different flavors. They're all really, really good. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off if you order online at liquidiv.com and use the code toast at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today. Use the promo code toast at liquidiv.com, liquidiv.com, promo code toast at checkout. Great. Okay. Real Housewives of New York. Before we get into the train wreck that was Ramona, because that's obviously worth talking about. The sacrilegious event <clears throat> that took place last night. No, that's not even what I was going to say. Um, my God, was Leah annoying me so much on the FaceTime. And I know, like, when you look at it, Ramona was being rude, like, telling her to shut up. Oh, what's rude is that, like, you're at this woman's house who put together this evening for you, and you're all passing around a phone talking to this girl through the phone. First of all, I understand that it was, like, Leah wanted to do the blessing. Like, I really do. But, like, honestly, she made the whole event about her when she wasn't even there. She was being so fucking annoying. Ebony, can you lift me up? Ebony, I can't hear. Shut up. Like, this woman's talking. You're in her house. And it was distracting all the women who are so easily distracted. And I saw a lot of people being like Ramona was being mean to Leah. I'm sorry, I would have done the same thing. It was I bothering think, me so much. I didn't think she was mean for one second. She literally said, Leah, we love you. We wish you were here. We miss you. But we can't keep bringing the conversation back to you. And like, I don't know what Leah expected. Like when you come in on Zoom, you're sitting, you don't get a neck to you turn take your head. Seat. Or if you're going to be FaceTime on the table, yeah, you're going to be the size of the filter fish. Yeah. Like, what do you think was going to happen? No, totally. So like, that was really, really frustrating. And I also felt like the women... um attacking Ramona already for just telling Leah to kind of shut up was not that's why she was like in a weird place but oh my god like her <laughs> saying about all the Jewish people, all the Jewish people who were mean to her in high school and then Leah was like it probably wasn't just Jewish people it was everyone hated you in high school she was really I wanted to shake her and tell her to shut the fuck up because like she just made herself look so bad and it was more than just her usual like not wanting to talk about serious stuff it was, she took it to another level and then like running away and crying and then being like, I had to pee. Well, really? You didn't say you had to pee. You got up and said, I'm getting up because no one's listening to me. So she was like gaslighting everyone. She was being so insane. And then that poor woman, Archie, even though like her event was really bizarre, like with the, like the decorations on the table and there was like a cage in her living room. Did you see that? This, the thing behind her. It was, was like a metal cage. It looked like a classroom. The aesthetic was very bizarre and the event turned into a very bizarre evening. I did feel bad for her. She was like, I want to apologize on behalf of the Jews. Like... That's really not what this event was about. And honestly, I was actually really interested in to hear what she was about to say before everyone interrupted her. Like, you know, the long history of the communities, the, uh, the long relationship of the black community and the Jewish community, like two oppressed communities. I was actually really interested in to hear, and we never got there. Right, and that's probably what I'm most mad at Ramona about, like that she couldn't just, she could have said whatever she wanted to say, like at After. a later date in the conversation, but she was just taking up all the oxygen. And I mean, the whole episode, I was, I was, Curious about what was going to happen at the Black Shabbat. Shabbat dinner at Black Shabbat and like just what it was going to be about and the... Sorry, and the Black Seder. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, Seder is a meal you have on one of the holidays. It's like... On Passover. You if have you know it, Judaism, like it's funny, I guess you it's have it funny. like at one time in the year if Shabbat is once a week. By the way, also them referring to it as Black Sabbath. 
Oh man, that's like a band. That was so, that's Ozzy Osbourne's band. Right. They were being funny like about the verbiage, I have to say. So I was going into the whole evening with an open mind, like excited to see what they were going to show about Judaism and what we, like who we were going to hear from. And it just all was like a big failure on so many levels. And yeah. maybe if Leah had been there, it would have been better just because like she is converting and, and it is interesting. And I thought she did do a very nice job with the prayer. Yeah, of course. But like, oh my God, up leading up to that, I literally wanted to throw the phone. If I was Ramona, but, I would have thrown the phone down the toilet. But the whole thing made no sense. And why are we in New Jersey at Archie's? Like, who is she? Why are these women in New Jersey? I literally felt like I just cut two Real Housewives of New Jersey. Like, I just didn't understand. And I feel like Ebony didn't, never got a chance or maybe it was cut to like make clear what we're doing here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just think, like, I really do commend Ebony because she's really trying to bring a lot of her culture and other cultures into this group. And it's she just, like, is now 0 for 2. Yeah. Harlem night and now this. Like, they don't want to, they don't care. You know, and I thought the, actually the most well-behaved, a lot of people aren't even talking about how, like, Sonia was also atrocious. Atrocious. The blacks. Like, she was just, sorry, I'm not PC. And then she apparently gets drunk and pees in the driveway. Like, her behavior is so atrocious. No, and, like, she makes every, like, Ramona is so annoying on her own. But then you have, like, Sonia parroting Ramona, like, just attacking everything she's saying. And it's like, there, there's two annoying people in the room. And, like, Sonia was, I, I don't know if she thought she was helping, but she, she really, did. She really wasn't. And it also started, <clears throat> she started, like, it's so weird that Sonia and Ramona are so close when, like, Sonia jumps down Ramona's um, She called her a bitch, for, like, like, the second they sat about, down. Right, just about what she said to Leah, which wasn't even really bitchy or anything so like of course Ramona's already like in Ramona mode yeah. and like so just like she doesn't if she actually is trying to like help move the conversation forward she's doing a terrible job the honestly the person who deserves an honorable mention is the most well-behaved Luann honestly forgot she was there because she just sat like she was supposed to and shut up and like even if she didn't care about what anyone was saying you're respectful in someone's house like of what's going on and then Ramona going into the kitchen to get food like she's an animal yeah She's so hard to defend sometimes, but sometimes I really feel like she does get like an unfair treatment, but then sometimes she acts like she did last night and it's impossible to defend her. Well, I will say, I watched her last week on Watch What Happens Live and they played like a segment like, do you regret that? And Andy says, do you regret how you acted at Black Shabbat? And she really, really did. But then they brought up all these other times that she acted kind of badly on the show and, and she was like, no, I don't. Yeah. So she do... actually didn't really even say that she felt bad about Black Shabbat. Andy like coerced her. He was like, you should. You acted atrocious. No, but she... She understood that. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we'll have to wait till the reunion because, like, she should have been on Watch What Happens Live last night or, like, next week. Totally. Um, But I was just, like, wholly confused after the episode. Yeah. It was so weird. And honestly, <laughs> I was laughing at those uh, two of Ebony's friends, I don't remember their names, who were just, like, sitting there watching this train wreck. Yeah. And drinking margaritas. Like, like could it was you so imagine? Funny. It's, like, it's a circus. It's a circus. And it's actually crazy. There's only four of them at that dinner. I was just thinking, I'm like, this these, This is the whole cast. Like, Leah's on the phone, whatever. But like, this is it. Like, this is as good as it gets. It's crazy. Yeah. It was honestly, the whole episode was a train wreck. Like, you couldn't look away. No. I just want to say that I actually think Ramona um, would be a very good realtor. Yes. Oh, that's what we were. She yeah. has such realtor energy. She has realtor energy. She has a million fancy friends. And the guy was like, real estate is a really competitive business. And she's like, I'm a really competitive person. She really is such a hustler. Like, she has a number of jobs right now. Like, she doesn't need to, like, keep keep working. Um, but she, like, wants to work and do more and, and learn. And I actually, 
kind of enjoyed this scene. Me too. That apartment was stunning. Right. So I was like, on a remo- I was in a good place with Ramon at the beginning of the episode. Watching that. Um, and then I wasn't. Watching that segment with the apartment, like after hunting for an apartment all day, like was an especially tough blow. Oh, I'm sure. It was like rubbing salt in my wound. Yeah. Because it was like a double decker terrace. So sick. Columns outside the terrace. Like standalone tub. A tub with a big sh- window. The kitchen with, you know, laundry and all of these amenities wine fridge if it makes you feel any better it didn't seem like the location that you would want to be in i actually like, know where exactly where that building is is it where it's across the street from bloomingdale's oh yeah it's pretty sick wow yeah um so that's me <laughs> it was a good episode honestly it was probably the one that i thought i had the most to say about in the last couple weeks but ain't whatever ebony looked stunning um, she did, and the only other thing that happened was Sonia's date, which I found really interesting, and it's really oh. crazy how Sonia can behave like the most normal person yes. of all time. Like, she was so fucking normal. Like, it was crazy. I felt like I was watching, like, a play. Like, she was not being herself. She was literally, like, being the most... She was being Sonia Morgan. Yeah. Who, like, it, and just wh- where is that... At energy other, at other times I know when the guy was talking about his hernia it was like a jelly donut I was cracking up and then also she was like perked up when he said he had a house in Ibiza right or wherever and then in South France and then he sold it right <laughs> like, it was so funny I actually thought that was a really interesting no, and like scene too. her commentary about her date was just really great and I just I could use some more of that Sonia yeah it was really cute is that the guy from Ebony's matchmaker yes okay not a bad, not a terrible match. Not at all. He was just boring. I thought he looked better in the show than he did in his picture, but Sonia yeah. thought the opposite. I actually thought he was the like I thought he looked exactly like his photo, and that's on Sonia for not looking seeing at that. the photo. Yeah. Also, imagine how old do you think he is? Seven, and he's going on 65, a show. Sixty-five, seventy. He's going on a first date on a reality TV show. Like, imagine that. I know. Imagine having everything we've ever dreamed. Don't you want it? Maybe. Can't you see it? Kinda. I mean, first audition after college, I get the lead. Apart from me, well, of course, you gotta believe it. That's how I felt. That's sure. how I felt. I hope they go out again, though. Me too. Yeah. Um, he looks a little bit like Frenchie, that old guy she used to date. Yeah. I miss <coughs> when Sonya had, like, a boyfriend. Me too. Except not, like, the young, like, children. Yeah. Okay, then Love Island was a really interesting episode, especially given the fact that, like, ever since Cash, Cinco, like, all the good people left, Josh, Shannon, it has been super lackluster. I felt really torn. Let me tell you why. Because the challenge was interesting in the sense that, like, it they really, like, live in their own bubble, and it's like a, a smack from the real world. Yes. But I do think, like, in these times... I don't know if the show should like be giving energy to people's like toxicity on the internet. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I felt conflicted about it because I like liked watching it, but also I'm like, think of their mental health. Like Bailey was crying. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the boys like were able to brush it off, but I, I feel like, I don't know if that's what we should be doing. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of it like that. I feel like the tweets that they chose that were not super flattering weren't like, disgusting troll tweets you no know? of course it was what people are thinking like especially with olivia and Corey. like this is a farce right and so i wouldn't put the olivia emmy tweet in like a that i think it's a fair critique of what we're watching on the show and like the challenge does need to be interesting so i would say that i was fine with because that's what a lot of people are thinking that's what it looks like to us i would say the will and cure stuff needed to come out that's what happened last season yeah. with johnny and selly and like it was so bad. But like Bailey not being genuine. Bailey Jeremy not being is the Grim Reaper. Yeah, like 
funny, true, but like mean. Mean. Calling Trina leftovers was <gasps> so, so mean, mean. And so not true, by right. the way. No, she keeps choosing. Mark my words, to- Trina's going to win. People love Trina so much and they don't really aren't invested in any of these other couples. They're very doubtful of Olivia and Corey. There's so much trauma with Will and Kira. People, Trina is the hero of the show, FYI. And I'm telling you, she's winning with Andre. No, I love her so much. I didn't like her being called leftovers. I would agree with that. And I feel like some, for some of the people, they just needed to find something mean about them. Like when I watched Bailey on the show, what, I don't think she's not genuine. That's no, like, we never get to see her. How would not, we know if she's genuine? That wouldn't be my critique of her. So I feel like they just needed to like say something. Yeah. Um, but then Bailey thinks that's what all of America is thinking about her. No, and like it makes them self-conscious and you're already self-conscious being on a show and just like having this morsel of fame. I think that the tweets should have been relegated to like things they've done yeah not personal opinions or just couples right or not but not like personal attacks on their character I do have to say like I did get misty eyed with the whole Alana thing um because first of all I think she's like literally the most gorgeous girl on the show and I've never in my life watched a show like this Bachelor in Paradise Bachelor Are You the One where anyone's even remotely curvy like it's unheard of and when she walked in I was like so excited and she's just so stunning and I loved that they gave her that tweet and I love that she had that conversation she's like of course I was self-conscious about coming here like I had the confidence like in myself but then like to go on tv with all of you guys like it's torture and I just thought that was such a refreshing conversation and I love Alana and honestly I would vote for her to win too and, and I Charlie. know people don't like Charlie because they think he they did he did cash wrong by like coming back from Casa more with her and then exploring other relationships even though that's literally the point of the show. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's like misunderstood and I like him and Alana a lot. I don't know if they have a connection at all, but separately I like them. I don't know. I like them too. I feel like they could have a connection and definitely something substantial enough to warrant him moving on from cash. Yeah. But let's talk about the Will and Kira stuff because it's I had a bit of a change of heart I about did, Kira. Me too because I feel like I had a lot of respect for her for having enough self-awareness to be like, I have horse blind, race blinders, horse blinders, blind, like the things on the side. Yeah. Horse blinders. Blinders? Horse, the horses wear them. Yeah, that's a good point. Horse blinders. I don't think she called herself horse blinders. No, but I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like she's all in on someone. She is so infatuated. She cannot see red flags. So I actually had a lot of respect for her for seeking out other people's, people she trusts, like Trina and Olivia, seeking out their opinion because she's like, I'm so in it, I can't see anything. Am I missing something? Like, did he lie? What do we know? So I actually had a lot of respect for that because it takes like a really mature person to know your own flaws. And I do think there's something really weird about Will. I also think there's something really weird about the fact that they've been together since day one and have never had the conversation about what they want on the outside. Like, that's a red flag. Yeah. So... I, for me, I was kind of feeling like this whole time, like, Kira, like, you're spineless. But actually, I don't feel that way. No, I don't feel that way. And I felt like when she sat down with the girls in the bedroom, it was, like, so crazy intense. Like, everyone waiting for them to go to sleep. And, like, they're, like, know, having this conversation in the 11th hour. Do you feel like Alana was being, like, a little bit of a snitch? No. Okay. I feel like, well, I just assume the best in her because I really me too. like her. I think she went in there so that if, if there were no girls, they would have been like, where are the girls? They That's all true. got up and got the girls. I'm ha- they're having conversation. No, it's not serious. Like someone had to be the one who wasn't going to be in the conversation. That's I think true. she actually took one for the team because, of course, you want to be in the interesting. Bailey conversation. really should have went to bed too. Yeah, she didn't. Get she just wanted to be in on it. She didn't read the room. <laughs> not at all. But she also was actually giving pretty good advice. Yes, I agree. So I was I was grateful for her presence. She was also, like, "Have you asked him if he wants a girlfriend after this?" And she was like, "No." But what's really tough is like when Olivia and Trina are talking about like Will and his weirdness away from Kira it's like yeah we all get it we all we all see it but like when they're trying to verbalize that to Kira it's it's kind of like this intangible thing and it's, it's a, like you sound like a conspiracy theorist yeah no it's like we can't give you like aside from what he did in Casa more like they just get weird vibes from him but it's not based on like anything 
other than just like their intuition. Yeah. And so that's kind of hard for Kira to act on. But I do think she needs to just like press matters further and ask hard questions. And she needs to like get out of this like fog she's in just because she's so in love with him. And it's like hard to have a conversation with someone who you're just obsessed with and you want to see the best in and you ask, you have to get the nerve to ask a question and they just shoot it down and you're like, okay. But I don't really think it's about Casa Amor because it's just about like his his character. I think they're seeing something that like can't be translated on TV. You're right. It is this intangible thing. But it's also worth mentioning that Amy West, Giovanni, Cash, and Cinco did an Instagram live and Amy is like really salty. They were all like talking shit about Kira and basically Amy and Wes, Amy and Wes are like really mad that they got booted off and they're just like, jabbing at everyone and they were basically like first of all will and kira knew each other before they were like dming and will i mean and, and kira knew everyone who was coming on she knew where the house was she was so eager she was like finding out all this information like they didn't say how they knew that or how she found out all that information but everyone was like great like yeah she knew who was coming yeah she knew where the house was yeah she knew the whole vibe um and then like a lot of kira's friends are like speaking out being like no she didn't like stop this character assassination so there's really no way to know like what she knew but i just do feel like there's like this weird aura around her and will like kind of untrustworthy yeah so i don't know who to think i just know for sure that they're not winning no and which is crazy because they're literally in my opinion like the only actual couple eligible couple and i think that people who are friends like trina and andre they have a better chance of winning that's so crazy. And I really respect Andre for not just like faking a relationship with Trina, like because he thinks like it's what America wants. Like he's like, yeah, we're friends. Like if something comes, they're both like, yeah, let's just like keep hanging out. If we like each other, great. If not, like we can always be friends. Like yeah. I think that's so normal and healthy. And I love them not like forcing this relationship on us just because they think it's what America wants. Agreed. Also, Bailey and Jeremy had a bit of a breakthrough last night. Okay. Jeremy's it was, it was so frustrating. So small steps for us, but it yeah. was a big step for Jeremy. He talked about his feelings, his insecurity. In his looks, and now he just, like, doesn't give a fuck. But, like, I actually feel like last night we started to see the side of Jeremy that has kept him in the house for so long. Funny. Like, funny, like... Oh, ev- he's like, America hating me makes my hair look good. Whoa. <laughs> like, he was being funny. The guys are obsessed with him, and he, there's definitely something we are not seeing. Yeah, so it just, like, I, w- I felt like finally we're back in, like, a decent place with him and not just, like, what is this person still doing He's really here? bothersome sometimes. He is, but, like, and I just wish he would, like, give a little bit more to Bailey. I like... To this, any girl that he's with. Right, like, but right now it's Bailey, and I I just want... I want love for him. Me too, but I'm concerned he's not capable of it. Like, Trina, Amy, Bailey, they all say the same thing after being with Jeremy for a few days. Like, he doesn't really treat me like a girl like he's like friendly and he's high-fiving me and he doesn't cuddle we don't kiss he's no words of affirmation they all say the same thing and they all they communi- were like cuddling a little last night they I all mean- communicated to him and he doesn't receive it i understand and how does he not see the pattern that literally the four girls he's been matched with here all had the same complaint like yeah you're the problem he's actually been with five girls who florida and jenny jenny i always forget about jenny yeah and they all see the same thing like are we just friends like yeah because that's the energy he gives and he's not willing to like make a change it must be so frustrating to be in a relationship with him definitely but like he does things in his own way and maybe just needs a little bit more um, someone who's going to be more patient and and be like i see in you the person that i want to be with and maybe it takes time like i don't know he's in these like four-day relationships he's like yeah i'm not giving you a shit yeah totally so i don't i don't know i just I, I don't think he's a bad guy a couple other things that were revealed on that very salacious instagram live with all the cast who left is that remember in cash like wasn't in an episode they said she was sleeping upstairs with a toothache she actually had to leave the villa to go get a, t- a tooth pulled like she was in major tooth pain which i feel like 
was right before she left and she was probably fucking ready to go. Like when you're in pain, especially tooth pain, like you just want to be I home. I feel like everyone there is ready to go. They keep yes. saying we don't know if today's going to be our last, but it's like, please be our last. I feel like ever since really like Shannon and Josh left, everyone is like, it's not fun anymore. Like, I want to go home. Yeah. It's, like, when is this over? And I felt that way last night when they were all, like, drinking and trying to, like, pump each other up, especially after the tweets episode, which I also think came a little too late in the season. I think if it had come more in the middle and maybe, like, the tweets episode has caused Kira to open up her eyes. That should have happened episodes ago. Yeah, like, not soon right after as, Casa Not right Amor. as they're about to go home. Yeah, agreed. I think that there's a lot of things they can and should do differently next season. But I just have to say, I'm coming... Um, nearing the end of my first season of watching Love Island and I've so enjoyed it like thank you so much for opening up my eyes it's been so fun I feel like I, I started following so many new people like so many good influencers like I followed Cachet and Shannon like I I have to follow Trina actually she's like a top of my list her Instagram is stunning is it okay yeah. please remind me um I've so just like had the best time and Honestly, I thought it would be really overwhelming to watch the same thing every day, but it's like, it's actually so much better. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, I heard that on Love Island UK, which everyone always says is better. When they do um, a dumping ceremony, the people who have just arrived at the house don't participate at all. They should. And that way, um, they can't be sent home and you don't get stuck with the same people. It's like OGs having to send each other home. Yeah, that's the flaw of the US. That is, that, is like, the, flaw. the only people that leave are the people that got there yesterday, so like nobody cares. Right. And then we're watching and the then, same five people. And Olivia. now we're in the last week and it feels tired. And by the way, Olivia does deserve an Emmy. Actually, I don't think the acting's been even that good because it didn't convince me. But like, Do you that, think that she has real feelings for Corey? No, not even in the slightest. Not even in the slightest. Do yeah. you? I, no, I, I don't know. I, I actually, like, I really don't know. I think that they're, what I'm seeing is like, I, I think that they're trying to, it would just be disappointing if, if a couple won who wasn't together. So I think that, like, it's convenient for everyone if it's Olivia and Corey are real. It can't be Olivia and Corey. It just can't no, be. No, I'm not voting for them. I'm I either voting I for... I would sooner vote for Will and Kira for having even, like... They have it, chemistry. For having made it through that long. Yeah, no, I'm voting for um, Trina and Andre or Alana. Even though Alana just, like, and Charlie have been there for so short, it's, like, not fair. Like, Trina's been there since day one. Andre's like, been there for shorter. Yeah, but Trina... Yeah. Trina's been there for fucking day one and keeps getting fucked over by everyone. Jeremy, Cinco, literally everyone. Yeah. She's had, honestly, the worst experience on the show and she's been a good friend to everyone still and the whole time. she shows time. up every night looking, looking so Better than stunning. the next. And I was looking at pictures like from behind the scenes. Like she was doing everyone's makeup. She was doing Cash's makeup. Like she's just a good fucking friend. Okay. She deserves to win. We're voting for Trina. I don't know. I'm like really into Alana and Charlie though. Even though I don't know if they're into each other. Yeah. I just love Alana. Like, I just love what she stands for. Yeah, you should follow her, too. Yes. Even though, like, in a year from now, I'm, like, going through my people. I'm like, why am I following these people? Like, because you forget. No, but, like, like, you'll follow them for a year. Yeah. It'll be a fun year. Yeah, well. Um, so, the finale is on Sunday. Ariel Vandenberg did a Q&A. Because also, in tonight's episode, their family members are coming. That's what I thought when, like, Trina was running off to yeah, someone. Yeah, so that always happens right before the end, so they can, like, meet the person that they're dating. And, that like, sounds boring. And, ask questions. It's boring because no one there is dating. No, but also just, I feel like it's boring. Like, I, I actually don't like the episode of Hometowns, like, on The Bachelor. Yeah, no, it's always sweet. And they've been, like, so, like, cooped up for so long. They were, like, so happy to see their family. And it's just, like, it's really cute. And this like, show is so one week too you. long. This particular this season. particular, yeah, I agree. And I need Shannon and Josh. I know they're busy, obviously, and I respect that. I just, like, really want them to do a live. I need to hear from them. Like, how are they? How's Josh? Are you still together? How's the relationship? Like, tell us about the show. Like, I need them to be eligible to win. 
I know. You know, I was actually thinking when Trina like got up and ran last night. I'm like, is it possible Shannon and Josh return? But like, there's no way. No, no. But like, we should be able to vote for them on the app. I agree. They gave they gave everything to like they put the first three weeks of the show on their back. Like, Josh was like the center of the guys group. Shannon was the center of the girls group. Their relationship was so interesting. It's really Ups, like down. Greece. Summer loving. No, it's honestly, and I hate this phrase. It's the definition of a power couple. It's okay if you say it about. No, them. I still think it's a disgusting it's- term. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's our Love Island <laughs> recap and our TV recap and that's our show anything else you want to say talk about do preach no I will be preparing for the redhead so to make sure to email us your questions and I'm just oh so excited you know it's never too late to become a redhead and I feel like I I haven't been stumping for the redheads in a while stump stump away so Let's check us Instagram. out at the redheads um, I it's a great community it really is and you can start anytime pick up any book there's an episode for you next month is a snitch's choice which is always everyone's favorite so it's really the perfect time to become a redhead and that's all i wrote everyone have an amazing day thank you so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast life stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching this on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so that's spotify itunes stitcher public radio iheart radio Castbox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts find us the morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are hope you have an amazing day and also if you're still here listening even though most people are because like they know about the society season two leave a book on our most recent instagram to support the redheads the red book the red there's a lot of books have a great day red book for the redheads thanks fun thanks for your support always